everybody and welcome to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters this is katie weaver i'm here with my co-host sister and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody welcome it's wednesday yeah case updates and all uh, and other chuckles <laughs> <laughs> as always as always yep want to welcome everybody hope you're having a wonderful day so how are you what you been up to you know, I'm good, really. I just have, like, a sinus thing. Mm -hmm. So if I sniff too much <coughs> or sneeze. <coughs> oh, sorry. Couldn't get to the mute button. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just, my sinuses are really pissed off for some reason. So other than that, I'm great. How are you doing? Well, I've heard of people that can cry on cue, but sneezing on cue. Well, I know. I can't impressive. believe I said it and then did it. I should yeah. not say it, apparently. Right. Um, I am good. We've just had a very, very low key day and nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Mostly, you. you know, just, uh, <laughs> wrangling pigs and tucking them back in every so often when they get out of bed and then just tucking them back in again. And <laughs> there you go. That's my life. Occasionally yeah. handing out a snack. It, it you know, sounds quite a lot like toddler life. Really? I was going to say I had a home daycare for 10 years. It prepared me for having, you know. Get toddler pigs for life. What do they call right. them? Belligerent toddlers. Belligerent toddlers. <laughs> <life>. Yeah. <laughs> but I had something fun to share. Oh, yes. We've been printing uh, on the 3D printer. We've been having some fun printing these amazing dragons. So, so cool. this is the crystal dragon. I'll try and give you a better look of her head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Our <laughs> Other way. Other way. Other way. Other way. There, there you go. go. Yeah, you can see the crystals on, on her head. head. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? And then down her spine. And she's, she's jointed, so everything moves. And then the tail is so cool. The oh, crystals yeah. on the spikes. Anyway, they're so, so cool. cool. And yeah, so we're, they'll be on Etsy like next week. But this week we're just practicing printing some of them because they're a 34-hour print. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I mean, the outcome... It's amazing, totally worth but, it. Yeah. You know, I've already put my order in. Can't yeah. wait. We're currently printing a woodland dragon, but there's a rose dragon that's amazing. It has roses that run all the way up her spine and onto the top of her head. And I cannot wait to print that one too. So yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. So we're just over here, you know, printing toys. <laughs> there you go. For I the mean, fun of it. So hey. what's wrong with that? Right. I want to say hi to RJ, Amy, Cranky, Tracy. Good to see everybody. I hope you all are well. Yeah. See, Cranky was nice enough to say bless you to you when you sneeze like that. <laughs> I didn't even do no, that. You didn't, but that's all right. <laughs> well, should we jump in? Yeah. Amy said you better hope you don't lose power during those prints. You know what? Our printer, uh, it remembers. And so if you have to turn it off. You turn it back on and it asks, or if you lose power when you turn it back on, it asks if you want to resume, Wow, which is rare. And yeah, not very, apparently most printers don't do that. And if the power flashes, 
you could be on 35 hours of a 36 hour print and you're just done. And you're just done. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whew. Oh, Amy says hers doesn't. Yeah, I know. We actually had to restart start ours last night uh, during a filament change, Amy. And we thought we were screwed and we were nine hours in and we weren't. So, yeah. Nice. Lucky. Yeah. Very. I want to say hi to Tracy and to Barbara and Paula and Fran. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Amy, I have to admit that we ordered a second printer today. <laughs> you did. It takes so long. Right. We decided we need another. So we got the same thing we got the first time, which is an Ender 5 Pro. But anyway, yeah. So now we can turn out twice as many toys. I like it. <laughs> well, see what else you have I want. Right. It's all coming. I can see it right now. All righty. Well, guys, let's get into it. We've got quite a bit to cover tonight. We sure do. Uh, I'll start with the daybells. Uh, you know, we did televised court or, or stream court last week and talked about, uh, you know, that they were basically in court talking about whether or not uh, Mr. Pryor deserved to have more time to file to dismiss charges, which just, you know, <laughs> makes everyone laugh because what? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he was granted more time. So they kind of... Uh, tentatively picked a date but he needed to officially file the filing which he did do so there is court coming up in march it'll be an interesting month at the end of march on the 18th uh there will be a conversation about the joinder this is the the motion to separate chad daybell's case from Lori Vallow daybell's case so that's on the 18th of march that's a really important hearing. Really important. Yes. Super, super important hearing. Absolutely. And then on the 23rd will be the hearing to determine whether or not charges against Chad should just be thrown out. Yeah, Your Honor. We, we don't, don't do anything like wrong. this. We don't yeah. want this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paula said hearings to set hearing dates to set hearing dates, right? Uh, Come on, welcome man. Welcome to the legal system. Let's get the show. She knows, but let's get the show on the road. I'm with you. This is old. Yeah. It's getting old. But anyway, so we'll be looking forward to some serious belligerent herd circus action over uh, in the Daybell matter. So. Yeah, we sure will. Get those, ready both now. of those hearings are going to be humdingers. Oh, man. Hi, Beverly. Yeah, they are. They're going to be wild. Hey, Bianca. For sure. And that's pretty much all that's going on right now in the Daybell matter. Although I will say, uh, well, there's been a little stuff out of Chandler too, like about um, Alex and, you know, Adam did an interview last week and, you know, Annie Cushing has a brand new YouTube channel and she's telling some stories now of her experiences. So there's some chatter like that, but yeah, I don't but... know. It's the, the big stuff. That's the big stuff. I just have a feeling we're going to see Miss Lori back at the Madison County Jail soon. Yeah, I do too. I think that's coming. Yeah, for sure. So that's what's up there. Do you want to talk to us about the uh, unillustrious uh, Prince Andrew? Yes, the uh, formerly <laughs> known as Prince Andrew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got, wow, um, not smart. That's all I'm saying here. 
Mm-hmm. So he's currently grasping at straws because, of course, he wants, um, you know, to get out of this lawsuit with Virginia Gouffre, which has been ruled that it can go forward. Mm-hmm. So he's looking for some people to um, testify on his behalf. One of those people being <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Now... If you know anything about the Jeffrey Epstein situation, Kevin Spacey was heavily involved himself. Mm-hmm. And then like, this, this is what you got? This is who's coming to vouch yeah. for you? Kevin Spacey? Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? So apparently he wants when Kevin, Kevin Spacey is as good as it gets. Or like, you know, are you not aware at all of what Americans think of that guy? Uh, and what that jury will think of him? The thing is, we don't know if his attorneys will actually do this because, of course, they're um, way more aware of, you know, reality. Um, So what he wants is he wants Kevin Spacey to testify that Ghislaine Maxwell was his guest at the party the night that Virginia Gouffray was sexually assaulted. I don't know. It's something taking some of the heat off of him, apparently. I just mm-hmm. don't really see how that's going to help him. I mean, he, it doesn't oh, seem like it will. No. Uh, also, he has sought permission um, to get testimony from an aide. And this is a... Yeah. Um, this has something to do with somebody named Robert Olney mm-hmm. and, and the communications that he had with Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Maxwell and Gouffray about visits to Epstein's homes. So we're going to see, um, but that's actually on Virginia's side. Sorry, I had that wrong. Virginia's side wants this guy to testify. And and then, of course, formerly known, you know, the formerly known as Prince Andrew um, wants, sorry, I got really backwards there, but he wants Kevin Spacey. That's that's the part that I'm, my mind is still Mm -hmm. like blown by that. Like you want someone to speak up for you at your trial and it's going to be Kevin Spacey. You are screwed, Mm -hmm. dude. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> he says maybe he can ask Rudy Giuliani to defend him. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, we'll get the whole effective. gang here. <laughs> Why not? Hey, JR. Well, that, uh, yeah, that shit show just continues. So, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, you want me to talk about Ma- what's going on with Glenn Maxwell? Yeah. So, of course, they're arguing that her right to a fair trial was violated because of a rogue juror who talked after the fact, blah, 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 blah. So they're trying to get a retrial, basically. Let me tell you something interesting I learned today. Because one of Maxwell's attorneys is also an attorney for El Chapo. You know. Wow. The El Chapo. The El Chapo. Mm-hmm. And there is a trial going on for El Chapo, or was, 
and they're using the same defense to try to get a retrial. Oh, a my roger, God. Same thing. Isn't that interesting? And, yeah. a, and a court did actually rule against El Chapo and said, no, we're not getting you into trial for that. And it's the same court that has to <laughs> rule on Maxwell. <laughs> I know. Crazy, right? So they're using the same tactic. It's the same court that will rule on this. And <laughs> Maxwell's judge is a judge to be appointed to that court as soon as she's done with this hearing or well she is done with this with maxwell so she's about to be appointed to that court so then she would have to recuse herself wow and all of this just went on with el chapo same kind Mm -hmm. of situation now it's happening again it's the same attorney wow same uh dirty pool apparently huh yeah yeah wow that's wild i know crazy huh Jennifer said, have we looked into the disappearance of the little girl from Kentucky? Are you talking about Summer Wells? What? Yeah, which which little girl from Kentucky? If you're talking about Summer, yes, we've talked to her. We've talked, not to her, we've talked about her quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a mess. All right. Well, there are two missing children that we wanted to put your focus on. And one of mm-hmm. them I posted on our Facebook page this morning. Yes, this- Summer. We have covered Summer, Jennifer. This precious little two-day-old baby girl named Kennedy. And last night, Kennedy's mom was taking her back to the hospital for some tests. And while she was trying to get the baby out of the car, she was shot and killed, and the baby disappeared. And there's been an Amber Alert out for the baby, which does make you wonder if they think they know who they're looking for. They even had a car description. Uh, Yeah, Um, of course they do. They have now arrested... Kennedy's dad. Uh, and there's no Kennedy. She wasn't with him. Oh my God. And it looks like they are charging him with her murder, but there's no body. So we're not really sure what has happened to Kennedy. You guys, she was two days old. That is horrifying. My God. And this happened in Memphis. So we're just keeping an eye on it. It's just one of those things. But, uh, you know, one of those things that keeps you up at night. But there's one other missing kid case. A lot of missing children right now. A lot. So I wanted to share this little guy because, sorry, that picture sucks. He's still actively missing. Uh, This was in Virginia. It is in Virginia. His name is Cody. Yeah, Cody Bigsby. And he was reported missing in Hampton, Virginia, Monday morning. His dad claimed that he woke up in the morning and Cody had just vanished. And that they looked and looked and looked and couldn't find him. And, you know, we heard that not too long ago. Yeah, we surely did. Those fools in Hawaii. Yeah. Little teeny kids don't just disappear in the night. That's bullshit. They must have wandered away. No. Right. No, they didn't. And the other part of the story that is always so telling, I saw him sleeping around 2 a.m. and then woke up early in the morning to find him gone. Well, the authorities didn't really believe it. And they uh, 
have named dad as a person of interest. However, they have said that he has been cooperating and talking to them ever since he reported Cody missing, but they still feel like the story doesn't quite uh, gel. So they do have volunteers searching the area, but they haven't found a single shred of evidence that this little boy is anywhere. Oh, gosh. So now they're searching a plant, a nearby steam plant. Mm. That uh, the body of a two-year-old child was found in in 2019. Wow. Yeah. So, but I wanted to make sure that you guys saw his little face because uh, he is actively missing. Mm. So again, it's out of Hamilton. And he is four and his name is Cody. He's got big brown eyes and curly black hair and he's absolutely precious. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I both of those today have kind of held my attention, and you know, yep. Really sad. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to uh, talk about the Ahmad Arbery? Um, yeah. Oh, yes. The McMichaels. The McMichaels. Situation. Yes. Yeah. Oof. That freaking Travis McMichaels. So Travis McMichaels is the man who actually shot and killed Ahmaud Arbery. Um, there were two other co-conspirators charged in that, convicted in it. But he's the guy that pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. So he's up for federal hate crime charges right now. Uh, as well, he should be. Mm -hmm. And, oh my gosh. So the prosecutor had agreed to a deal with McMichaels um, that would basically plead what he did down so that it wasn't a hate crime and it would give him um, 30 years in, in federal prison. Yeah. And uh, Arbery's family was like, what the hell are you talking about? How mm -hmm. can you let him plead down to something that isn't a hate crime? And the judge heard from the family and went, uh, agreed, I'm not accepting this plea agreement. Yeah. And so now they're, you know, deciding for Travis McMichaels if he's going to plead guilty but end up, but plead guilty to a hate crime because that is what he committed. Or if he's going to take this to trial, which would be stupid and pointless. Um, it's not like there's really a question. But I, it was really disheartening to me that the prosecutor was willing to um do that you know like yeah why would you let him plead down he's already been convicted of first right. degree murder for this right so and why are we pleading seen anything the video you don't think this is a hate crime yeah. are you nuts you know so i really appreciated he did get life but this is a second so those were the the um, state charges against him. This is federal, mm -hmm. uh, and so yeah. So this is this is Travis McMichaels who who killed Ahmad Arbery. So anyway, they're still making a decision on that. We'll know they're supposed to make the decision by Friday if he's now going to take it to trial to try to get convicted of something less than a hate crime. Mm -hmm. or if he's just going to take the plea. I, and, and it is like, what's the point? Why does it matter? I mean, he's, 
going away forever. And we know that he doesn't have the possibility of parole as part of his sentence. Mm -hmm. So, but it was frustrating. Like, here we are still battling this shit. Like, God damn, you know, what kind of prosecutor are you that you would allow for that? Right. Yeah. So Good question. And the fact that his family was so blindsided. That was they terrible. were. They had no idea that the prosecutor was agreeing to this. And when the judge found out that the family was like, what the hell? Um, then the judge was like, yeah, I, I can't accept this. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, Jennifer, you're exactly right. Just a waste yeah. of taxpayer dollars. Totally. All righty. Well, so there you go. Good on that judge. I was proud yeah. of her to be tough. Hey, Betty. Yeah. All right. Well, should we talk about the Crumleys? Oh, boy. If we have to. Everybody's sick of the Crumleys. <laughs> At least we Mostly are. the prosecutor. Because the Crumbleys, of course, are both arrested and charged with four counts each of involuntary manslaughter in the uh, school shooting of, that Ethan Crumley wrought onto his school, uh, their son. And, you know, you probably all know this case, but uh, essentially they're being charged because they were so negligent and put a gun in the hands of somebody who really, really shouldn't have one. So on and so forth. So, and you know, they've done stuff. They tried to flee. They drained Ethan's bank account. They ditched him with a public offend, defender, offender, wow, defender, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> by, uh, <laughs> by, and then paid for pretty high powered attorneys for themselves. Like they're just, they're such pukey people. They are. But here's the thing that the prosecutors had enough of. Every time they're in court, they keep talking to each other. And they're not allowed to have any contact whatsoever. No, they're co-conspirators. And there's little, you know, like, I love yous and, you know, stuff like that in the courtroom and kind of sneaking, like, looking behind their lawyers' backs and talking to each other. And the prosecutors had enough and then talked to the judge, you know, and then said, I've had enough. They aren't supposed to be talking. Why are we allowing them to be talking? They shouldn't even be, you know. Yeah placed where they can talk like this isn't how this works so I don't know I'm sure some people will think that is an extremely petty thing but ultimately I think she's just doesn't she's not pulling any punches at all right she's not she's not there's no liberties for these idiots and I think that's good Mm -hmm. don't you know give them the chance to pass any information back and forth even if it is just quick they mm-hmm. shouldn't be allowed to do that. No, no. You think about Lori Day, Lori Vallow Daybell and Chad Daybell. This would be mm-hmm. if they were in court trying to talk to each other behind mm-hmm. their attorney's backs or something. Yep. That would never be allowed. Mm-hmm. No. Definitely no. They've their behavior in court has been pretty appalling in general. Lots her of, especially. Uh, the mm-hmm. eye rolling and stuff shaking like shaking her head uh, and She's yeah. really disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In general, it seems, you know. Yeah. Yep, for sure. In the meantime, Ethan Crumbly's attorneys have announced that they are filing uh, an insanity plea. So yeah. they said, uh, this is what they filed in court. Please take notice that Ethan Crumbly intends to assert the defense of insanity at the time of the alleged offense. And that was all they said. Yeah. <laughs> so 
uh, now he'll receive a psychiatric evaluation, which hasn't been done yet. And that'll help to push them closer to an insanity defense. I don't think this is any big surprise, but. No, I mean, he'd been reporting hearing voices and seeing mm-hmm. things and stuff before this happened. Mm-hmm. And when you look at this kid, he's a mess. Mm-hmm. I, as much as I hate what he did, I feel for him. You can see it on him, you know, on his face. He's a kid that has not been taken care of, no, who has been struggling. whose needs haven't been met. Yeah. yeah, trying to get help from his parents. And then this is how he got everybody's attention, which is a terrible way. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't look at him and just see a monster. You know, some of the other school shooters, you look at them and you're like, they're just a sociopath. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case for this kid. I don't either. I don't either. This case makes me sad and infuriated. Yeah. Sad for everyone who has been affected by it and just so infuriated with his stupid parents. Yeah, absolutely. So the prosecutor, Karen McDonald, had previously said that she doesn't see any reason to think that his mental state would affect his ability to face charges. We'll see. Hmm. We'll see. So this well, the article. They need to get him evaluated. Right. That, that's She's been very gung-ho, and I, I'm all over that. I am. But there may be something here. Yeah. Uh, the article that I was reading this uh, particular story in is the Detroit Free Press. And they had spoken to Mike Rattage. He's a defense attorney who's used insanity in multiple cases in their state. Mm-hmm. And so they asked him about it. And he said he absolutely figured this is the route they would go. He said, I don't have all the facts. I don't have contact with the client. But from a distance, it seems to me that this is the most prudent form of action. Sometimes it flies. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. But I, yeah. I'm also not surprised. No, I'm I'm not either. Yeah. So, but also there's the other lawsuit that's going on because there's a $10 million civil lawsuit that was filed against the school district. And I will admit that when we reported on this the first time, we had it a little wrong. It's not even the families of kids who died. It's the dad of a couple of kids that were present. Well, I mean, they were definitely placed in danger. Yeah. His name is Jeffrey Franz. He's the father of two daughters who experienced physical and emotional injury. Oh, they were injured as a result of the shooting at Oxford High. Yeah. Wow. So, and they've already been to court and have a long list of evidence that may be seen, which is uh, pretty interesting stuff. I mean, social media posts and texts between the Kremleys, photos of their family dog. Messages sent between teachers and school administrators, photos from the scene, medical records, video interviews, and a lot more. And so now there's a conversation because the prosecutor really wants this to be put on hold until the criminal proceedings are done. Because if uh, not, a bunch of evidence is going to come out before the criminal trial that could jeopardize that trial. So that I don't think has been ruled on yet, but she's talking to the courts about, uh, you know, not having that. So, and I would imagine the courts agree with her, honestly. Like, it's very soon for a civil trial. Very it soon. is. It is. And they're, you know, they're always going to preserve evidence for the criminal trials first. I have to. Right. 
have to. If that gets so. out, then you've just tainted your jury pool. So. Exactly. And that's what the prosecutor is saying. This isn't right, you know. So anyway, we'll see what goes on there. But there's a lot happening currently in that case. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there's a little bit happening in the uh, federal trial, um, the hate crime trial against um, three of the defendants in George Floyd's death. Right. Yeah. So these are officers. Um, let's see. I'm just going to tell you names. J. Alexander Kung, uh, Tao Tao, and Thomas Lane. Mm -hmm. So these were basically um, officers that were present. They are um, former police officers now. And they were in trial uh, this week. However, one of them tested positive for COVID-19. And so they have postponed until Monday before they get back to this trial. But this is interesting because, you know, it's not, although, um, oh, what's his name? Why did I forget his name? Derek Chauvin. Um, you know, is the guy that was convicted of, of George, George Floyd's murder. There were police officers that were complicit, that were there, that assisted, that held him down, that didn't, you know, tear Chauvin off from him. And they are facing federal crimes. Yeah. Which I think is really good. And, and more mm -hmm. and more of this needs to happen so that yeah. people will speak up more and you know not just sit back yeah. and watch things like this so that's that's interesting we'll keep an eye on what's going to go down there you know but yeah covid yet again gets in the way all right like it's just one thing after another yeah yeah <laughs> with the vid <laughs> well yeah are we ever going to get done with this i don't know I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I really thought, and I'd read too, and it confirmed what I had thought that January and February would be hard with Omicron and we'd have a lot. And then I really felt like we'd kind of settle down and that seems to be the track we're on, you know, until mm -hmm. a new variant pops up. So. Right. For now. Yeah. Knock on wood and everything else. Uh, it's an interesting statement from the governor in the Harmony Montgomery case. So this is the governor of New Hampshire, and he is really uh, laying it out there. <laughs> yeah, and, he is not mincing words, which I think is good. Oh yeah, he's he's not he's not protecting anybody. No. And one of the things he said was not to just be casting blame, but the fact that a judge would put a child in full custody with a parent with such a horrific, violent background gives the whole system pause for concern. The governor continued, how could that decision be made? Anybody that saw the background of her father knows that no one should ever be placed into care with someone like that. Right? Isn't that what we've all been saying? Yeah, like, pretty sure. How? Yeah. Yeah. How they made that decision that that was a safer situation than even a foster home. Like, what are you doing? This dude did prison time for shooting somebody in the face. Mm -hmm. You should not be having a little child. Mm -hmm. But see, that was the court in Massachusetts. And so he said, 
We've asked the court in Massachusetts to just explain what was on the table. How was that decision made? Because maybe that information can help us actually bring her home. But, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. How the hell was that decision made? Poorly. Poorly. Whew. Yep. He said, working with Governor Baker and all teams on that side, we are all in this together, which is good. The New Hampshire and Massachusetts are working together. We are all in this together saying we have to find a way to either bring her home, which is what everyone wants, but most importantly, how do we fix these gaps in the system on both sides? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So that we don't have more Harmony Montgomery's because actually I'm sure there are plenty of Harmony Montgomery's out there that we don't know anything about. Oh, there are. Yeah. There are. But unfortunately, another thing that the pandemic has done is it has put vulnerable children in even more vulnerable situations. Yeah. And this yeah. is a good example of that. It is. But there are many. Yeah. But there's not much more movement in Harmony's case this week. There's not much to say, you know. Well, you know, they're just trying to get dad to talk at this point, yeah. I would imagine. And Kayla and mm -hmm. stepmom. Yeah, and stepmom for sure. So they did finally approve her uh, application to be able to get out of jail to go to rehab. So she has been transferred to rehab. Right, right. Which um, a lot of people were pretty frustrated about, but I don't know. Here's my train of thought. Maybe they need her to go to rehab and get straightened out so that she can get real about what's on the table. Right. It makes me wonder if she can get cleaned up and maybe get some counseling and realize that maybe the best thing to do here is just fess up to what's happened or whatever she knows. That's kind of what I'm I thinking. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't either. I think it's probably exactly what should be happening, you know, because if she's a real mess right now, maybe this is what we need. We'll yeah. get her talking. Yeah. So those are the case updates we've got. Did I miss anything? No, I just went through them and I think that's everything. Okay. It's actually been a fairly slow news week. I know, which is weird because the last few have been crazy. We've had all these trials mm -hmm. and now a lot of them have come to the end. And so we're just sort of awaiting the next wave of things. I did want to yeah. mention because Jennifer asked, we did cover Summerwells, but we did not read the Summerwells case. True. It's an active case. We don't read active cases. We only read cold cases. Yep. Yep. And the reason why is because you get into some ethical places that aren't very good to stand. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you guys have all seen certain uh, psychics that have read some current cases and uh, said some really horrifying things. And these are things that, you know, the families just don't need. Now, families right. come to us privately sometimes for help. Uh, on their cases and we will absolutely do that privately mm -hmm. but doing it publicly and getting gross about it and we just don't you know announcing to the whole world how right you are and insisting on everyone listening to you and stuff I just I'm not down with it I think there's something very wrong with that it's unethical uh, and we haven't been asked and in a in a in a cr active case where there's a child missing mm -hmm. you don't say things that could just make things worse for the family. Like it's yeah. just not okay. Yeah. 
Yep. So anyway, sorry, Jennifer, she just got quite the lecture and we didn't mean that, but no, it wasn't a lecture for you. It was just so, you know, there are episodes about summer wells. It's just not a read. Cause you said you'd miss that. And that's why you missed it is cause we haven't done that part. Yeah. We just do yeah. the cold reads. We just think that's better unless, you know, we have permission in the moment. And even if we did, I don't know that we'd put it live. Yep. Yep. For sure. I mean, People are going through the most horrible moments of their lives and we want to be helpers and healers, you know, not, not icky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We want to make things better, not worse. Oh, Amy said your WTFs this week reminded me of something that happened to my dad. He ran into problems with another guy in town with the same name. No arrests, but made it harder for him to do things like rent videos. Well, <laughs> That well, happened to me with a doctor once that they were billing me for someone with the same mm. name, me but different birth date. And they were sending me these bills and I was like, these, I don't, what is this even for? Yeah. It, oh. it wasn't me. Amy lucked out because he got the other guy or her dad lucked out because the other guy's in jail now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, hopefully he stays there. Cause yeah, that is, go. we've seen two of those lately where, Someone got arrested. The wrong person got arrested. And it's, that's so scary. Wow. So scary to think that, I don't know, police aren't paying any attention at all to physical description. That one in Las Vegas, the guy they were looking for looked like a blonde, blue eyed, white haired Santa Claus with a big white beard. Mm -hmm. The guy they, and, and like mid fifties, and the guy they arrested was a young black man. Mm -hmm. like, what the hell? No, six days to figure that one out. Yeah. Ridiculous. At least the one in Florida. I mean, not at least, but there'd been some clerical errors and they had the wrong guys, driver's license number, social security number and birth date. I mean, they did pick up the right guy according to their paperwork. They just picked up the wrong guy because this guy had never committed a crime and they had to prove it with his fingerprints. Wow. Totally bonkers. Yeah. So on that one, like there were fails all the way across the board. Yeah, there yeah. were. Big time. Wild. Yeah. Well, we're going to be back tomorrow night at 7 yeah. for the Psychic Hour. And if you haven't uh, seen our cases this week, we have some really good stuff out. We've kicked off Monday with the Missing Fort Worth Trio. These were girls that went missing in 1974. An update in the Doodler serial killer case and some uh, other mistaken uh, identity stuff. <laughs> we had Tioni Theus. Uh, it was a teenager that was murdered in California. Uh, Landon Eastep, he was the guy who uh, got shot by a whole bunch of officers, uh, nine officers the other day last week. And then that other Leonardo Silva Oliveira case, which was the other mistaken identity one in Florida. And then last night we had Lauren Smith Fields and Brenda Lee Rawls. We've already talked about Lauren Smith Fields quite a bit, but now there's another case that happened the same day that needed some attention. Yeah. And then had, had the same bullshit attention from the police Yep, in the same city. And then Candy Rogers is a DNA case, DNA for the win case from 1959. Believe Crazy. that. And Justin Couch, uh, a Florida man crime. He has a machete 
tattooed on his face if that tells you anything yeah. about how much you should avoid that guy. <laughs> Hi, Alana. Yeah. So there you have it. There's all kinds of good stuff out. So if you haven't watched our cases, please do or listened. And we'll be back tomorrow night. So thanks, you guys, so much for being here. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.